0: Welcome to episode 42 of the Going For Broke Outdoors podcast, a podcast by an outdoorsman for other outdoorsmen. I'm your host, Jeremy Gillespie. If you didn't catch the title, spoiler alert, this is going to be the last episode of the Going For Broke Outdoors podcast. In this episode, I'm going to discuss why this podcast failed, why I'm quitting, I'll talk about the main reasons I believe the podcast failed, what I learned while recording the podcast, and what's next for me. Well, let's start out by looking at the numbers. I recorded 42 episodes, counting this one. I published my first episode on July 3rd, 2020 and episode 41 went live on January 14th, 2024. So over three and a half years, I published just over 40 episodes. That's approximately one per month. During that time, I had 82,667 views on YouTube and I had 23,433 audio only downloads for a total of 106,100 views or downloads. So let's look at the reasons for failure. Number 1, I'm not that interesting. Anytime a podcast or YouTube channel fails, I feel like it's because the content's not that great and or the person that's running it isn't that charismatic. So I'm going to have to say that's a very real contributor to why this failed. Number 2, I did not have a consistent upload schedule. It's hard to find time and motivation when things aren't going well but I realized towards the end of this journey that I should have uploaded consistently right from the get-go, released episodes at a certain time and a certain date. I had some good momentum going early on and I kind of fell off and I think that was a big contributor to why this podcast failed. Number three, the podcast space for hunting is beyond saturated. Everyone, their brother, and three of their brother's cousins all have Hunting Podcasts. There's just a lot of people in the space. And there's a lot of podcasts that are already established and much better than mine. And I think that was an uphill battle that I lost. Reason number four, no name. Before I started this podcast, no one knew who I was in the hunting space. And I would argue that after 40 episodes and three and a half years, most people still have no idea who I am. I don't have a name like Dan Infault or John Eberhardt or some of the big guys like Mark Drury or Bill Winky. So without a name, it's hard to get eyeballs. And without eyeballs, it's hard to get a following. Reason number five Whitetail hunting is basically solved, in my opinion. We've got more knowledge than ever thanks to GPS collars, trail camera surveys, and the host of other resources that are available to hunters. With that said, everything there is to say about hunting has probably already been said, and it's probably already been said 100 times. That's one of the complaints I hear a lot about hunting podcasts. Everyone says there's no new information, and I tend to agree with them. There's only so much information you can put out there, and almost all of it's been put out there. There's not a lot of new, unique, or interesting ideas, and I think that contributed to the low audience. Reason number six, I had poor branding. Specifically, my episode titles and my thumbnails were very inconsistent on my early episodes. I should have spent more time upfront planning and organizing a branding strategy prior to publishing my first episode. Reason number seven, I hosted exclusively on YouTube when I first kicked off my podcast. Part of the reason I did that was my goal is to get 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, get monetized, and hopefully start earning some money. But when I kicked off the podcast, I had a lot of people requesting audio-only downloads, which I didn't have, and I think I lost some of my audience there. I did eventually go to an audio host and start uploading my episodes there but i feel like i had already lost some momentum at that time and when you couple that with my inconsistent upload schedule feel like that was one factor that definitely contributed to the failure of this podcast speaking of youtube monetization when i first got started i researched how much i could expect to make monthly for monetization with a thousand subscriber audience what i found is that it could vary widely but i should expect to make between 50 and 100 per month in most niches that has not been my experience at all. In fact, I've made about 10 to $30 a month. So not very much at all, not even enough to cover my hosting fees and my website fees, which means this has been a net loss for me the entire time. And that's another reason that contributes to why I'm not going to be doing this any longer reason. Number eight, I did absolutely no marketing. Looking back, I should have been more proactive with my marketing. I was hoping for organic see, free marketing word of mouth. And that the keywords and the metadata will get my podcast picked up, and while it did to some extent, I think I would have been a lot better off paying for some marketing up front, whether that was YouTube ads or Facebook ads, something to get my name out there, and that would have helped me a lot. So, in hindsight, should have did some marketing up front, should have paid some money for that if this was something I was really serious about doing. Reason number nine: I didn't record enough episodes prior to each hunting season, which left me with big gaps in content. Looking back, I should have had 10, 12, 15 episodes ready and recorded prior to entering the month of September. So I had content in my backlog that I could have posted throughout September, October, November while I was out hunting. That's when most people are consuming podcast content for hunting specifically. And I just didn't have a catalog there. So I think I missed a lot of the audience during the prime months of the season. That was a big mistake. Reason number 10, I feel like YouTube is very biased towards hunting and conservative opinion content creators looking back i probably should have started a podcast or youtube channel in a totally different niche that was politically neutral i feel like it's harder than ever to get traction with the algorithm when you're putting out content that is either hunting based and or conservative in opinion so that was a big mistake also all right now let's talk about some of the things i did learn i did learn that your downloads and your views are directly proportional to the star power or the name recognition of your guest of my 42 episodes my top three episodes were all with dan infault who obviously has a big following in this particular space my next most popular episodes after dan were with john Eberhart and andy may again hunters with very big name recognition i also learned that i should have done video podcasts from the beginning i had some previous experience recording audio from music and i was very comfortable with the audio recording but i didn't have the tools the knowledge or the resources to do video from the start looking back that was a mistake if I was starting over I would have done video right from the beginning also would have made it easier to chop the podcast up into shorter segments from two to 10 minutes probably would have made it more digestible it's a big ask for someone to spend an hour of their time listening to a podcast especially when it's new and unproven I think I might have attracted a larger audience if I would have spent more time doing smaller clips from a longer video podcast episode Lesson number three, I learned that people aren't in a hurry to support a new podcast, especially when it doesn't have a consistent upload schedule. I had a link in every episode of my podcast where people could donate to help support the podcast with things like podcast hosting fees, website hosting fees, et cetera, which were a couple hundred bucks every year. Over the course of three and a half years, I received less than 15 donations. Those donations totaled less than $150. The podcast has always been a money losing venture and it takes a lot of time, believe it or not. By the time you prepare, record, edit, post a podcast, think of topics, think of new questions, scheduling guests. That was also something that I struggled with. It was hard to get people on. A lot of people said no, they want to stay anonymous or I didn't have a big enough following to attract some of the higher profile guests. So uphill battle there. But long story short, it's just not a good return on investment for me. So that's another reason that I'll no longer be doing it. So what's next for me? What's next for the channel? I'm still going to keep hosting the Beast Report with Dan Infault. So if you wanna see me in a podcast capacity, go over to the Hunting Beast channel. You can check out our weekly show. It's live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central. I'll still be doing some product review videos on this channel, because I like to do those. I think they're helpful. And in the future, I still plan on filming my hunts. I got some good footage from last year, especially elk hunting, that I haven't released yet. I'm hoping to get an elk and incorporate that all into one film, and then I got a couple hunts this year planned. So I'm hoping to film those and still release some of that content. Before I close out here, I wanna give a big shout out to the longtime show sponsors, Stealth Outdoors and Hunting Beast Gear. These are great guys with great products. So if you're not already using them, head on over to stealthoutdoors.com or huntingbeastgear.com and check out some of the best products for mobile hunters in the whole industry. For those of you that are watching and those of you that have watched all along, I wanna say thanks for the support. All things must come to an end. And episode 42 is the end of the Going For Broke Outdoors podcast. Thanks for tuning in and good luck this fall.